Hey everyone, welcome to episode 87 of the Twim Show. This is your host, Sajid Islam, and today I will be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of December 13, 2021. So today, first off, we are going to start off with Microsoft. So Microsoft uh, had an interesting update this week where, you know, they went back and they said, you know, hey, uh, in early 2021, we made some predictions. So and let's look back now that it's been a few months. Let's look back and see how accurate our predictions has been. Well, well, and if you've been following our show, you know from time to time we talk about, oh, you know, such and such is predicting uh, that this is the trend, this is going to catch on and things like that. But we never really come get a chance to come back and really see how accurate these predictions were. So, voila, Microsoft is doing this for us as a favor. Okay, so Microsoft made predictions in five or in five categories. Out of those five, only one came true. So what does that mean? That not everything that these platforms predict or this, you know, based on the data and everything is not always accurate. Always take that with a, uh, you know, grain of salt is where this is all about, right? Uh, so if, for example, someone is predicting like, you know, or if a platform, let's just say, you know, for example, like Facebook is predicting like, you know, that, uh, online such and such or metaverse is going to pick up metaverse is the future and actually you know what this is not an example facebook is touting that metaverse is the future by 2030 um, the 1 billion with a b people are going to be using the metaverse right that's what mark zuckerberg quoted uh, or shared last week so if that's the truth you know now you know i mean you know it's Mark Zuckerberg doesn't know any better. He's just making prediction and as a CEO, as a leader, he has to do that to say, you know, how much he stands behind it. But, you know, he could be equally wrong. So don't feel like you're missing out. Again, I'm not saying, you know, always stand by the side of the road and don't do anything. Uh, take it with a uh, grain of salt and let's move on to the next one. Where, where the next one is also Instagram publishes the training topics for 2022. Now, I bit this donkey to death in terms of prediction, things like that. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, you know, we will go ahead and put the link to this prediction report just in case if you're interested to see what my Instagram thinks is going to happen in the in that arena. But again, you know, I wouldn't lose your lose my sleep over this report if I'm like way off of that report, right? If you're making money, if you're on track and your customers are happy, that's all it matters. With that, let's move on to the other update from Instagram is that Instagram has now added an option to embed user profiles on third-party websites. Um, it's basically Instagram is giving you another way to promote your Instagram presence outside the app with a new option to embed a mini version of your Instagram profile on your third-party sites. As in, say, if you have a website and you, well, let's not talk about you. Let's talk about myself. So we have a website, right? And we have an Instagram channel. So for now, people can only like, you know, see the logo saying on the bottom of our page that says Instagram uh, and they can click on it and they kind of jump into our Instagram page. Now, if we want that, instead of doing that, we could actually embed our profile into our website and that way people will know what's going on, right? Again, as Instagram chief, CEO, whatever we call them, Adam Mosseri said, like you've been able to embed an Instagram photo or Instagram video in a website for many years now. This extends on that idea and allows you to embed a miniature version of your Instagram profile on our website. Maybe you want to showcase your Instagram content on a website somewhere, a link to someone, someone else. 
Well, overall, you know, I'm t- I'm unsure if this is really a helpful feature or not, but you should definitely check it out and see uh, if it's meaningful to you or not. Because if someone's on your website, I'm not sure if you really want them to, you know, jump from your website into your Instagram profile. But hey, maybe you are doing a lot more stuff on your webs- uh, on your Instagram profile and you want to showcase those things or you have partnership with other big brands, uh, big influencers that you want to really showcase on your website and without having to recreate content, maybe that's another way to do it. Those are some of the ideas that are coming up in my head. But I want to hear if you are thinking of or if you have an idea of how you might be using this thing to showcase your brand, uh, have you know more visitors from your website, go into Instagram. Instagram people obviously will know you have a um, you know website because it's on the link on the bio. Okay. With that, let's move on to the next update, which is uh, Instagram is rolling out Reels Reply. Well, guess what? This is something Instagram is totally copying from TikTok, right? Um, now, what basically is going to happen is if a user comments on a reel you have posted, tapping the reply button will let you uh, add a sticker of, of the comment into a new reel, which you can then move around or drag and change its color. That's all, right? So if you've been doing this thing on TikTok, you already know how to use it, but if you have not, well, maybe something uh, you can check it out again. Uh, Instagram needs a lot more inspiration, I guess, and out of the box thinking so that they can actually come up with something cool rather than keep copying uh, TikTok's feature. Hey, that's just me. But again, if it's working for other platform, why not copy it? After all, Instagram Reels came from TikTok short videos. Okay, uh, talking about Reels and copying, guess what? Pinterest had added an option to reply to a comment with the idea pin. That's exactly what Instagram is doing. Uh, So Pinterest was like, I guess, this week also said, you know what? Hey, if it's working for TikTok, we might as well do it. That's all, right? Nothing new, nothing bad. Um, It's I wish. Again, Pinterest as a platform, I used it uh, this week and I wasn't too happy with it. I will tell you that even though, again, full disclosure, I do have uh, vested interest in Pinterest because I do hold their stock. But I will tell you, again, this is not a stock uh, buying show. This is about marketing, but I would just wanted to kind of disclose my relationship with Pinterest so that there is no conflict of interest and things like that, how I feel about them. But I actually am very bullish about Pinterest, but at the same time, I'm kind of sad to see their interface is so hard to navigate around. Like when I go to TikTok, you know, and I do, I've been to TikTok a few times, maybe a few times this year, is was the best way to say it's so intuitive. It's so easy to do. And it, you, you just, I just got drawn into, sucked into it, into that TikTok world. Pinterest, I totally like, you know, zoned out. And after 10 minutes, I was like, you know, I had enough. Is all I can tell you. So hopefully, you know, uh, Pinterest will focus on kind of making their user interface more addictive and more user-friendly, more user-friendly such as myself. I'm not sure how other pinners are finding it, but coming back to this thing, um, this is nothing new. Uh, if you want to add a, uh, you know, if you just want to reply to a, you know, comment to a Reels video clip, you can just do that. Uh, pin comments. Uh, sorry, if you want to do a pin comments, you can send a, a idea pin and then go with it. Okay. With that, let's move on to TikTok. So we've been talking about, you know, 
how these other platforms, Instagram and Pinterest are copying off of TikTok. So now TikTok has came back and published a report that says, you know what? Hey, we launched a longer form video content on TikTok and it's been crushing it, right? Uh, what TikTok actually said that videos longer than one minute receive over 5 billion views globally and they've been blown away by the community's creativity as it's shared long form, longer form contents of all kinds from podcasts to vlogs to cooking tutorials, fashion, commentary and more. Now, what you could ask, hey, Sajid, why are you covering this? Well, I'm covering this for two reasons. Number one is, very soon, uh, it's going to be copied by other platform. Kind of write it down. It's Today is December. This is uh, towards the end of this, uh, December 2021. Uh, someone is going to copy it very soon. Hopefully, Instagram is going to be the first people to copy it. Number two is that, if you are like me, where you struggle to create a video, a one-minute video, then this is godsend, right? Oh my, oh my God, I no longer have to be constricted by this one-minute mark with 59 seconds mark. And I don't know how I can cram all this information in 30, 59 seconds. Well, it's uh, the answer is TikTok long-form content, okay? Moving on. Twitter adds auto-caption for all video uploads in Twist. Uh, on tweets. I apologize for the mispronunciation. Twitter has announced that all videos uploaded within tweets will have an auto caption enabled, providing more ways for users to consume video content in the app. Uh, and, you know, it's what's as explained by Twitter, all videos attached to tweets from today will have auto captions enabled. Captions will be activated for in-stream videos that are muted on both iOS and Android, while desktop users will be able to switch them on and off as they choose. Currently, uh, Twitter's auto caption is available in 37 languages, while translation is not available as yet. The captions will appear in the language of the device used to upload the clip. Uh, the one downside of this auto caption is that it, they are not editable at this stage, but both translation and editing tools are still in development, according to Twitter. So, but you know, it really helps uh, you to still use this feature because it's just like, I think it just helps your team to not being able to spend time on creating auto caption captions. Like I know my team does that. So we will probably slowly uh, taper that off and focus on auto captions. And you know what? It's 90% there. So let's just deal with it or live with it. Sorry. Next up, YouTube has had an experimental feature where it was basically and why I mean what I mean by experimental feature but they had this feature under beta or testing phase where they were, it wasn't available to everyone but now it's publicly available to everyone where you know now you can see the videos that are contributing to your audience growth or channel growth so you know there because oftentimes we are like we're publishing all these videos where are my new followers coming from how is my channel growing based on which video youtube is now going to show it to you i wish facebook had this idea facebook okay well facebook you don't have the idea great why not copy this one stop copying uh tiktok all the time copy something great from YouTube, show me the content that's creating more followers. Show me the content that's show, uh, creating more buzz. I mean, I know you show me the reach data and the engagement data, but you know, show me the content that has like say, because you have the Facebook, you have the data, show it to me. Okay, next up, we have Google. 
uh, Google came out. Well, not Google didn't come out. Google's uh, search advocate John Mueller came out and they says you don't need to be an authority to rank. Uh, it's a great news for everyone. If you're a small business such as ourselves and you feel like, oh crap, we just started our business and no one is going to be able to, we are not going to be able to be on first page or we are not going to be able to rank higher uh, because we are so small. We don't have any link backlinks and we don't have authority. We haven't published like hundreds of blogs. Well, Google, John Miller just says, you know what? Those are crap. You could start as small as one page and then grow from there, but do add content. But we are not going to just look at, oh, how many backlinks you have and whether, and we'll decide, oh, you are an authoritative, authoritative figure or authoritative domain. Right. Why I'm also covering this in our show is because, you know, a lot of us create landing pages and we all are one page websites and we wonder whether it's going to get ranked or not. So this is good news. But again, again, I'm saying, folks, have some meaningful content, right? You cannot just have a web, one page website with bare bone contents and thinking you're going to rank. This is a SEO play. It's an organic traffic play. You have to invest time. You have to invest energy. But if you do the right way, you will rank. Next up, um, Google also said, you know, Google will de-index pages if the site is down for several days. So basically, if your site's down for whatever re revamping, something like that, if the search bots cannot, uh, you know, access your websites, they're going to immediately delist your website. So that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Now you know uh, ways that you should definitely keep your website up and running all the time so that, you know, the uh, crawler, and the search engine crawler, engine crawler does also always find your website. That's one. And number two is they do not tell you exactly how many days, but, you know, case in point, make sure it's not uh, down for more than 24 hours. Uh, if so, if you go get de-indexed, you know, getting re-indexed and having that position, I do not know what's going to happen. Uh, that's a gray area. They, I haven't tried it out. Google's John Mueller hasn't shared it. So I am kind of in the dark like you are okay next up is google analytics 4 is now linked with google search Con console this was something google um, you know was supporting this is something google was supporting with the original google analytics since 2011 and if you're following this show or if you're unaware all i want to say is that google has recently released ga4 google analytics version 4 uh, and currently that's the, it's still like, you know, it's a version that Google is pushing everyone to move into because, um, because they're going to retire GA3, which is the current version of Google Analytics that we all are using or most of us are using on our website to track uh, traffic data, things like that. GA4 uh, is different. Uh, it's totally revamped. Google hasn't set out, a, you know, Google hasn't set out our, our basically put out a date when the GA3 is going to die. I don't think it's going to die anytime soon or they're not going to kill this anytime soon just because there are millions of websites, if not billions, who are still using GA3. But at the same time, this is a step towards the direction where now you can integrate GA4 with uh, GSC, which is Google Search Console, and associating your GA4 with GSC properties expands your ability to analyze search traffic, enables you to directly compare search data with site analytics, which can help you get a better view of the user's journey and identify correlations, right? That's what we all use it for. Like, you know, how how many times I showed up on what searches and how many people came over and like, you know, play around with the data. Again, it's a data play. 
With that, let's move on to the last update of this week, which is Twitter has published a 2022 planning guide to assist in your tweet strategy, which includes a range of templates, tips, prompts to get you thinking about how to maximize your tweet approach over the next year. I skimmed through this right before I started recording this podcast, and I will tell you it's a very, very helpful, um, you know, guide. Definitely, definitely check it out. I definitely recommend you to check it out, whether you're doing Twitter or not. Trust me, you will be glad you did. That's all I can tell you before I sign off for this week, because I looked at it and I got some great ideas on content planning, on doing things. Okay, with that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit the show page where you will find links to the articles. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off until next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.